0: Hello and welcome to the nichesitetools.com podcast where we share experiences, tips and tools to help everyone achieve a greater level of success with their online adventures. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 64 of the NicheSiteTools.com podcast. So glad to have you here as always. And many of you that are in the private Facebook mastermind group for the site, which is NicheSiteTools.com forward slash mastermind, know that I was on vacation with my wife over the Thanksgiving holiday We went on an eight-day Caribbean cruise to the Southern Caribbean aboard the Carnival Breeze and had a great time. We really loved uh, checking out the Southern Caribbean islands, which we hadn't been to before. The cruise went to Grand Turk, Dominican Republic, Curacao, and Aruba. Really had a great time. Our favorite uh, excursion was this ATV dune buggy off-road adventure type thing in Curacao, which was supposed to be about three hours, ended up being about four and a half hours. Was awesome. We've never really done the off-road thing before. We got to see an ostrich farm. Uh, a lot of things that you normally wouldn't get to see unless you're going off the beaten path and going on one of those excursions. And we saw a lot of nature. We saw a, a natural cave that leads from the inland out to the ocean. They took us on a hike halfway up a, uh, the side of a cliff to see some caves. And uh, there was a lot of fruit bats in there. Very cool stuff. That A lot of things we didn't even know that were going to be on the excursion. So that was really one of the highlights Of the trips, we did some snorkeling in Aruba and some snorkeling in Grand Turk as well. We had been to the Dominican Republic before, so we really didn't do too much there. We kind of stayed on the ship that day and just, uh, you know, enjoyed a lot of the ship while other people were off. So, had a really great time. Unfortunately, I was sick almost the whole time with a cold. Luckily, it was just a cold for the most part. But it was a really annoying cough. I actually lost my voice for almost the entire trip, which was probably a nice vacation for my wife. Didn't get didn't have to listen to me too much, but it can make it difficult if you're meeting people or going on excursions to try to talk. Luckily by the time we did those excursions my voice was there a little bit and I struggled through it, but I wasn't really feeling all that bad. Luckily, after the first couple of days, and the doctor had actually given me some antibiotics to take just in case things were to get worse, and he didn't want me to be on the trip and not have access to antibiotics or anything, but that didn't really help since most likely it was a virus, and I still have this cough after about two and a half weeks, so I feel perfectly fine. Everything is good. Everything's back to normal. I have my voice, luckily, for the most part. You can probably tell I'm a little bit nasally today, but for the most part, I'm feeling great. It's just uh one of those viruses that just won't go away, but uh, the trip was great. Really enjoyed the sunshine. The weather was great, uh mid-80s to low-90s, but with the Caribbean breeze, felt really great. You couldn't tell it was as hot as it really was, so... We had a really excellent time. We really enjoyed staying the night before the cruise in South Beach in Miami. We had never been there before, heard a lot of good things about it. Really cool area, a lot of walkable restaurants and bars, and just uh, seems like a really safe Nice place to check out, great big boardwalk by the beach, all the cruise ships leave out of there, so we saw a steady stream of cruise ships in and out. Really just uh relaxing and overall fun time, you know, of course vacation is usually a great time to refresh, relax and get back to just enjoying life and uh Getting out of the daily grind, you know, you get so into your normal routine. I love vacations, of course, most people I'm sure do. And we really like to use it as a great time to just refresh and to get a new perspective. Try some new things that we've never done, like that ATV off-road adventure type thing and just do things that are a little bit outside the box. We're not uh, crazy partiers or anything. We don't uh, go on the ship and just do th- all sorts of weird things because you're around strangers that you probably won't see ever again. So I wasn't doing any hairy chess contests or any of those things that you see normally on cruise ships like that, but... uh We did have a really great time, but all good things must come to an end, so we are glad to be back home, and I'm glad to be back behind the microphone with you guys today, and today we're going to talk about dreaming bigger, and uh, I'm going to talk about one of the books I had read on the cruise, actually the only book I had read on the cruise, and I'm going to dig into that a little bit, how that applies to you, how that can help jumpstart your ideas for next year since we're quickly approaching the end of the year, this is always a great time to reflect. On how things went for you in regards to any goals you might have set up over the course of the year, and try to determine a direction for you in the new year and how you can hit the ground running. So, we're going to talk all about that and uh, some takeaways from the book I had read. And also, I want to quickly thank 14 new email subscribers over the last couple of weeks, and three of them left their names, which would be Barbara, Patsy, and Ravi. Thank you guys so much for joining. And if you haven't yet had a chance, to subscribe to my email list you can go over to nichesitetools.com forward slash subscribe and you'll instantly get my keyword brainstorming guide as well as my seven simple seo tips guide which will be great takeaways that you can just keep with you and refer back to as you need to get ideas on what you might want to write about or the things to concentrate on as far as on-page SEO goes. So they've been really helpful, guys, to a lot of folks, and I appreciate the feedback on those, and uh, hopefully you will enjoy them as well. So be, without further ado, let's get right into the content for this week. So as I mentioned briefly, today's topic is going to be all about dreaming bigger and setting positive goals, having a positive outlook and some strategies that you might be able to use in order to achieve those goals and I definitely don't want this episode to be dry and boring about specifically uh, related to goals and goal setting. I know that can be a pretty boring topic and turn a lot of folks off because you've probably heard the advice before, so let's get something out of the way real quick. When creating goals, a lot of the time you hear about SMART goals, so specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. So we're only going to talk about that for about 30 seconds here in relation to the rest of the episode. While that's really... Really, really important to get your goals down in written form, I believe. I think it's great to actually write them out if you can. But being that we're in the digital world, I think it's just as important if you can type them out and put them in a relevant location like a Google Docs or a Dropbox type thing where you have them available to refer back to. I found that I looked back on some of my goals that I'm going to touch on and I'm going to mention to you guys specifically some goals that I've had over the last couple of years and how that has worked to help hit those goals and the types of goals that I have, which might be helpful to you guys to have a reference But what I found was that if in certain years I either did not have the goals written down or if I did, I don't know where they are. So I searched through old emails. I searched through some Google Docs. I searched through Dropbox. Couldn't find them for a year or two. So it's always best to put them in the same place. I have most of my stuff in uh, Google Docs on Google Drive for most of the goals that I've set previously. So if I can offer some advice, I'd I would mention to put those goals down somewhere in the same place where you can refer to them year after year. It's real easy to search like a Google Docs location and have your free documents located there and just search for goals, have goals in your title and have them in there so that you can refer back to them, see how you did, maybe check them through the mid year one time to see how you are working on those goals and uh, you can have them there in one location. But specifically, when you do create them, it's good to have them as SMART goals. So you want them specific, uh, numerical, so that you can actually judge your efforts. Don't have them super subjective. You can have as far as if you're, you know, dreaming big and you're coming up with some ideas that you might have. Some of them might be vague and that's perfectly fine. That's great to have. But you do want to have some things in there that are specific and measurable. Those are the key terms from that SMART goal setting, That that's pretty much all I wanted to touch on as far as that goes, so just keep in mind that it's always best to have some goals have some dreams, have some big dreams, but also to have some numbers behind them so that you can judge yourself, you can see how your efforts went, and you can pivot and adjust accordingly. So that's that's as far as I wanted to go with SMART goals. So we got that out of the way. Let's get right into the idea of how to set your goals, what types of things to be concerned about, and how to actually go about doing some of these things. So the book that I read when I was on vacation, what I typically like to do when I'm on vacation, is I like to read one book that is somewhat motivational, maybe self-help-ish, it kind of comes in that category, but something that's going to provide some motivation and not be too heavy. I don't want to do something that's going to you know have a workbook and it's going to require all this extra work. When I'm on vacation, I want to be motivated, I want to be inspired, but at the same time I want it to be something that can potentially be useful to me in my online business and my work life and just overall uh, you know health wise health, wellness, all those sort of things. So positive book something that's going to provide some motivation and I was hoping that I'd be able to get some takeaways for you guys and that's exactly what happened. So the book I read was Happy is the New Healthy and it was by a guy named Dave Romanelli and I wasn't familiar with him or his books and it had a lot of great reviews on Amazon. That's of course part of the big reason why I chose that book but it also sounded exactly what I was looking for, kind of a light-hearted but motivational book and uh, definitely lived up to that. So I don't read a lot, I any, tip, any anything i read typically is going to be online blogs websites that sort of thing as far as books go i typically only read them on a vacation or when i have a you know a week or so time if i'm away somewhere doing something where i just want to relax and take in a lighthearted book so it was about maybe 120 130 pages real light reading great book for a vacation so if you have if you're looking for some sort of inspirational book i definitely recommend it again it was called happy is the new healthy and a lot of the key concepts were similar to other books that I gravitate towards. so there was a lot of positivity, a lot of being grateful for everything you have in life, and the more you're grateful, the more th- better things that will come to you. And just the power of you know positive thought. Uh, it incorporated some ideas of meditation in the book. and uh, the power of dreaming bigger was also in the book. And I wanted to read a quick excerpt from the book. And in this particular section, he was talking about how a friend of his had come to him and mentioned that he had read something from Joel Osteen, who, if you're familiar, is a televangelist and has some inspirational, motivational TV shows, books, and whatnot. And here's what the excerpt says. He says, his friend told him something that he learned while reading Osteen. you have to ask for what you want. You really have to ask for it very, very specifically. So I read deeper into Osteen's simple interpretations of ancient teachings, and he shares this story, which I will summarize here. A prophet sees a blind man and says to the blind man, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man says, I want my eyesight. So the prophet touches his eyes, and for the first time, the blind man is able to see. But knowing he was blind, why did the prophet not just heal him? Why did the blind man have to ask for it? As Osteen explained, imagine that prophet is standing before you asking the same thing that he asked this blind man. What do you want me to do for you? The way you respond is going to determine what the universe does for you. Often we'll say, I just need to pay my electric bill, or just help get me over this cold, which coincidentally is something I said several times last week before I read this particular article, a uh, particular excerpt from the book. But just getting back to this excerpt here, it goes on to say, Instead, dare to speak in overwhelmingly positive terms. Please grant me great abundance and financial freedom or please let vitality and crazy awesome health flow through my veins. If you want to communicate with someone including the universe, you have to speak the language of kilotons and megatons, not pay my electric bill or help me get over this cold. So today in your ordinary routine, when you're washing the dishes, sorting through emails, or waiting in the carpool lane, take a moment to plug in and think really, really big, really positive, really high-vibration thoughts. And I'm just as guilty as the next person. Like I mentioned, at the time when my cold was at its worst, that's all I could think about, and that's all I was asking. Please let me get over this cold. Please get rid of this so I can enjoy the rest of my vacation. And let everything be good, but it's certainly always good to be thinking that you're thinking too small. So, wish for vitality, wish for 100% health for your not only yourself but all your loved ones and the rest of the world. The bigger that you dream and the more positive thoughts you can throw out there, I think it's really amazing the things you will start to notice. And and something else that was mentioned in the book as well is that when you do inevitably have negative thoughts or feelings, which we all have, and it says the propensity for our brains and the way we think is towards a, it basically has a negative bias. So in the past, that had served us well because you would be apprehensive because if you're a caveman, you walked outside the cave, you're probably going to run into something life-threatening. So it's something that's that flight or fight or flight response that is built into our DNA. And it's something that served us well previously, but may not serve us as well right now. So the good thing is to, if you do think a negative thought, try to overpower that negative thought with three positive thoughts. So if, for example, you say, oh, I'm having a bad hair day was one example they said in the book, say, but today the weather is great i was able to see a good friend and i saved ten dollars on my car insurance, you know, whatever the case may be. So if you do find yourself having a lot of negative thoughts, try to counteract them each time you do that. And the more that you overpower those negative thoughts with positive thoughts and also being grateful for everything that you have, I try to do this every day and it's something I've been trying to do for quite a while. And some days are easier than others, but whenever you're in the shower, you always have, you know, several minutes at least where you have some alone time. So that's some great time to be thinking about what you're grateful for. So in in other words, I'll start every day being grateful for the air that I breathe, the fact that I woke up, the fact that I have running water, the fact that I have warm water, soap, etc., and those types of things set a positive tone for the day. And it's really amazing how having that positive start to the day can really help have a positive rest of the day. If you start your day thinking, oh, my shoulder's killing me, I have this cold, this cough won't go away. The more you think about negative thoughts, the more you're going to be constantly bombarding yourself with those thoughts. And more negativity is going to be attracted to you. And then I've, I've found that to be 100% true in my life. And I think we all know folks that have that negative, the sky is falling type of mentality. I can think of a couple of folks that I work with, the guy that sits next to me specifically. I won't mention any names, not that you guys know them, but I don't want to disparage anyone. But this one particular person has a sky is falling mentality. Everybody knows it. I'm not sure why that person is that way, but that's just the way it is. So anything that comes up, he tends to react negatively tends to have a negative vibe about him, and people come to other people in the group myself and others that are more positive in nature and ask all the time why is he like that and and people avoid those types of people so it may serve them well if they're trying to be the gatekeeper or trying to you know prevent certain things from happening they're good for that but really people are going to avoid those types of folks and they don't want to hang out with those types of people and it's just an overall not a good vibe to be putting out there into the world I think that certainly makes sense to everybody. There's no need to go into a lot of detail there, but certainly, if you're faced with uh, trying to become a member of a community from two different people that are doing similar things, certainly you're probably going to resonate with someone that's more positive, that has more success, and that has a brighter, brighter outlook on life than someone who's always down in the dumps or constantly. You know, citing negativity or this is why this doesn't work. This is gonna break. This is terrible. Blah 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 blah. So certainly having a positive spin, and you may run into things in your online business or in your life where things are not always gonna go the the correct way. But it's in how you deal with it, putting a positive spin on things, trying to take the positive out of any situation and make the best of it. Certainly, that resonates with most most folks rather than. And just wallowing in self pity and just focusing on the negative, so that was a big focus in the book as well. So, there's a lot of different concepts being grateful, making the best of things, dreaming bigger. You know, the universe has no idea whether you're asking for a brand new pencil or a million dollars, it makes no difference. Throw your ideas out there into the world. And when you're setting those goals, let's get into that portion of it now. So as far as setting goals and overlook um, looking into things that you've done over the past year, When you do approach a year-end like we are now, it's always great to be able to have those written goals somewhere to refer back to. So that, like I said, put it in Google Docs, put it somewhere that's easily accessible, easily searchable, and not dependent on having a particular computer in case you lose a hard drive or you lose a file. Have it somewhere accessible online to refer back to. And I looked back at some, I thought I had goals for almost every year, and I think I did, I just can't find all of them, like I said, but but I was able to find as far back as 2012, which was the first year that I was really starting to get into the niche site idea. And, uh, at that time, I had no online income other than possibly a few clicks through AdSense or things like that, but I had not hit any payout thresholds at all when I set those goals. So that'll give you some perspective as to the level I was setting. So at the time, I had set a goal for June to get 10 email subscribers and $100 in affiliate income. By the end of the year, I wanted 50 email subscribers overall and $250 through affiliate income. And at the time, like I said, I hadn't had any affiliate payouts yet. I had a couple of clicks through AdSense, maybe a couple of dollars, but nothing that told me that I was going to be able to get those affiliate sales. I didn't know how I was going to do it, what I was going to do to get that. But those were some goals that I thought were you know, somewhat of a stretch for me at that point, but still attainable, still something that I thought I could potentially hit, but I did still think it was a little bit of a long shot. So what ended up happening over the course of that particular year was I got about 22 email subscribers on a uh, one of the particular websites and $187 in total payouts for that year. So I thought that was actually pretty good, starting out with absolutely nothing, I thought that at least the revenue target was pretty good. The email subscribers w- wasn't as good as I had hoped, but I had progress. So it showed that things can work. I can get some payouts and I was, you know, on my way to having some level of success that I thought would hopefully continue and get better from there. So providing some additional details, I could not find specific goals in regards to my websites for 2013. I'm not sure that I set any for that particular year. I had some personal goals and things like that that I found, but nothing as far as website um, income goes. But for 2014, I did have some additional measurable goals that I had. So for 2014, my goal was to get 50 email subscribers by June and 100 by the end of the year. I had a goal for $500 in online income by June and $1,000 by the end of the year. And what I also liked to see there was that I had mentioned that I truly wanted to engage with at least three people on a much more personal level. So I thought that was pretty cool too that... Um, not only the specific measurable goals in terms of subscribers in terms of money uh, as far as affiliate income goes, but to truly engage with three people was a really great idea and it must have been from another podcast that I heard at the time and I do vaguely remember that towards the end of 2014 so I thought that was really great that was actually what started me on emailing new email subscribers as a way to make that connection to reach out one on one to actually have more of a conversation and the private Facebook group has been an extension of that uh, over this past year. So it's really something that I think you want to incorporate too. Don't think just in terms of specific dollar amounts or specific numbers of subscribers. Have something that's also measurable, but also adds a personal touch. So reach out, engage with folks in your particular niche, try to help somebody on a more personal level on a one-to-one basis. So those are the types of goals that I had. And I'm happy to say that in 2014, I far surpassed those goals, not email subscribers specifically. Um, I think I was, over the year, I had a uh, goal of 100 total email subscribers. I think it was around 80 at that particular time, but it was still pretty good. still really close, but the revenue uh, numbers were probably three to four times. I was looking for a 1,000. I think I got about 3,300 in total revenue in 2014, so that was great to see surpassed what I was looking for in leaps and bounds, and I engaged with far more people than I had thought. So by reaching out to folks via email, I had at least probably 10 to 15 personal interactions, folks that I knew on a one-on-one basis that I knew by name and that I was interacting with via email back and forth. And it was really great to see how developing those relationships really is what propelled me to create that mastermind group on Facebook for the site to be able to Rather than relying on that Facebook algorithm to show up in people's news feeds for public pages and like things like that, to have that private mastermind group where anytime anybody posts something, all of us should have a better chance of seeing things. We can answer questions from folks. We can provide feedback. It's really an extension of that initial goal from 2014 to engage with more people. So that's the type of goals that I personally set up, and to give you some idea of some of the things you might look to do. So whether emails, uh, income, reaching out personally to folks and having that one-on-one connection makes sense in your niche. It probably makes sense overall in just about everybody's niche out there. So those are some common things you might want to target. Certainly a couple of other suggestions or ideas that you might not be thinking about. I know a lot of folks have Amazon-style websites, so maybe you have a certain target for Amazon affiliate income. Maybe you want to do some coaching, so maybe you have a goal of getting five new coaching clients over the course of the next six months or a year. Uh, maybe you want to diversify from AdSense into Amazon affiliate income. Maybe you want to look into selling on Amazon in the new year through their Amazon FBA program. Those are some of the ideas that I see people branching out to or considering. And uh, people are looking into Facebook ads as a source of new followers to their site or new leads as far as emails go. So there's all sorts of things that you might be thinking about that you would be more familiar with as far as relevance goes to your particular niche or niches that you're interested in. But at the same time, what I wanted to kind of get you thinking about is dreaming bigger. So so I think really what you'll find if you start putting your goals and dreams down on paper, you could even go as far as creating a dream board. That's something that's really common. Just cut pictures out of magazines, put them on a board, which is referred to as a dream board, and have your wildest dreams, you know, have a picture of what your perfect family would look like, how your perfect house would be, your perfect Perfect vacation, whatever is important to you. Just have that ideal picture in your mind of what your perfect life would be. Cut out some pictures, put it on a dream board, and keep it accessible, close to your computer, someplace you're going to see on a daily basis. As far as something having something to strive for, that could be a multi-million-dollar house. It could be, you know, what, whatever is important to you. Have that visual representation that you can look at on a regular basis to have that in the back of your mind. Constantly be thinking about positive things, things that you would love to have, the way that you would love to see your life, have that sort of setup. And then also as far as your goals go, you saw that how mine were specific, measurable, and at the time I thought were maybe a little bit of a stretch, but attainable. Certainly, you know, having two hundred and fifty dollar goal for a year. If you've had success making money through affiliate sales, you might not think that's too much of a stretch, but for all of us that when we started out, it certainly is difficult to get those initial sales, especially early on. So that was a stretch at the time. For me, I thought it was attainable, but at the same time, I wasn't fully expecting to hit that because I hadn't had any success yet. So certainly make sure that you set some goals, but make them also not only attainable, but also a little bit of a stretch for you. So for instance, when I mentioned 2014, I had surpassed my revenue Targets and my targets for engaging with folks on almost a three to one basis. So, three times the amount of money that I was hoping to get, and three times the amount of folks I was hoping to interact with, I surpassed. So, that told me that my goals were not high enough. And something similar happened for 2015. I couldn't find the actual numbers that I had for this year, but I know in the back of my mind I had some ideas. Uh, what I was hoping to hit, and I've surpassed those as well for the year and are not quite at the year's end yet. So I'm finding out that once things started to take shape and I started after that first year that I didn't really hit my numbers, but I was close, I found that in the subsequent years, I was surpassing my goals, but I hadn't really, even though I was kind of moving that target. I was increasing that target. I wasn't increasing it enough because each year after that fact, I've hit or surpassed that target by a pretty good margin. So it's something to keep in mind. And I'm definitely for next year, I'm planning to set a really lofty goal that I don't think is even in the same ballpark as I have been previously, having no idea how I'm going to accomplish that. That's another thing. When you're thinking about these goals, don't worry about how you're going to accomplish it. Certainly, you have to plan to make progress every day or every week on your projects. So certainly plan to make some sort of effort and do the best that you can to work towards those goals. But when you're setting those goals, you don't have to be specific on how you're going to achieve them. You don't have to say, for example, I'm going to achieve $10,000 in online income by creating a training program to teach people x y and z certainly it's great to have some ideas and if you have those concrete ideas that exactly what you want to work on certainly you can get those down but don't be stressed out when you create those goals and thinking that you have to have all the answers on how you're going to do that just get the ideas out there and once you put those ideas out into the universe and you start to think about them quite often that's why it's great to have them in writing and refer back to them every so often to you know kind of f- refresh your memory on what you Want to set as what you want to achieve as far as goals go, have those down in writing, but don't worry about the how at this particular point when you set those. So, when you're dreaming or when you're setting those goals, it's kind of more a philosophical, you know, thought type thing. You definitely want to make sure that you are going to be making progress. You can't just put the ideas out there, sit back on the couch and watch TV or play video games for the rest of the year. That is certainly not going to help you achieve your goals. But don't think you need to have all the answers up front. So just to kind of summarize and wrap things up for this episode, you definitely want to have that positive attitude. You want to be thinking bigger in terms of setting goals as far as keeping them measurable. But also at the same time, try to factor in some personal feelings into there too. So like I said, engage with certain folks in your niche, set a certain number of folks to reach out to on a one-on-one basis, email new subscribers, just a to touch base, see if there's anything you can help with, those types of things. Maybe reach out to offer to help somebody that's having a specific problem, just give up some of your time for them, help them. That really will go a long way to establishing relationships and showing that you're personal, you're somebody that that uh, people would want to hang out with, you're positive, and at the same time have that big picture of what your ideal life would look like. If you can put it down on a dream board type of thing where it's easily accessible that would be great and you'll find that when you get these things down in writing and when you see these things and you're constantly thinking about them it has a way of really materializing and the more positive that you can be and the more that you do on a regular basis and continue to make that progress you'll see that start to take momentum it may take a while initially to get those first subscribers that first traffic coming to your website and to make those connections get those email subscribers but once that does happen and most people you probably heard say that once things do start to take momentum it just takes off from there and certainly that's what I'm hoping for everybody out there that you can get these ideas down on paper set those lofty goals have that ideal picture of what your perfect life would look like and then do your best to continue to work towards those goals to make progress every day or every week as much as you can, and know that you're going to run into some roadblocks along the way, but through groups like this website and through the community over at nichesitetools.com forward slash mastermind, reach out to other folks that are trying to do something similar to you, make that connection, ask questions and offer to assist where possible, and everything will start to take shape. It may take longer than you expect, and certainly I've run into that on my own, where websites may not just work out. I have to adjust, try something different. But as long as you continue to adapt, continue to be positive, make that progress and continue on despite those challenges, I think you'll find that you end up doing great in the long run. And that's going to wrap it up for this episode. I'm not sure if we're going to have an episode in two weeks on December 21st due to potential holiday plans with the family. Haven't firm things up as far as that goes. But just in case this is the last episode for the year, wanted to take a moment and just thank you guys so much for being a part of the community. I greatly appreciate it. I hope you've enjoyed it as well been great interacting via email and over the private facebook mastermind group and just here on the podcast as well so thanks again greatly appreciated. looking forward to helping more folks out in 2016 and seeing great successes from everybody out there in the community and we'll talk to you again in the next episode bye-bye now